saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Right, let's do this. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Sunday Q&A. Your chance to watch me spout a load of reverent nonsense, uh, which I'm still not sure why you watch, but thanks very much for watching. I do appreciate it. Uh, right, the start off there was a statement by Steve Main, who said that these videos do tend to repeat themselves. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. The difficulty I've got, Steve, is the fact that um, I try and do a load of, in I do a load of individual videos, but people keep asking me the same questions. So, for example, I did one Sunday Q&A a couple of weeks ago about insurance, and then the very next day, a guy posted on my thing going, what kind of insurance do I need? So what I am gonna do, I'm gonna do a few more of the individual ones, and then if um, people you know, give something in the comments, I can go, ah, there's a video on this. You can go to this video and check it out, which means we can maybe focus a little bit more on the general questions that you're trying to get to the bottom of, which no one knows the answers to. A couple of which we have answers to. Thanks very much to the YouTube community out there, because like I say, I'm just some clueless idiot, a mouthpiece for all you guys who know far better than me. Uh, right, now, what have we got here? There was a question last week. Um, um, do you need a CPC certificate? if you want to be like an owner driver. I said, I haven't got one. I don't even know what one is. I think, according to Leon Horton, thank you, Leon, it's um, it's a certificate, a manager certificate that you need if you're running a company with HGVs. So that presumably is to do with vehicles over three and a half tons that need tachographs and all that kind of stuff. I will, I might do one on operator's licenses because I used to have an operator's license, but we'll come to that. Um, and then, so yes, yeah, so only if you've basically only won the certificates if you're in a company. Although someone else did make the point, it's not necessarily you can employ an external transport manager. But if you're just going to drive a van on the CX, not a problem. And the big question that we've been trying to get to the bottom of, uh, again, sorry, I could scroll back and find out who asked it, but I'm lazy. Uh, do you need a taco to put a car with a trailer? Uh, right, now we've had a few responses to this, and it is kind of a little bit of a grey area. Um, but I've been trying to like read between the lines, and the long and the short of it is, um, if it weighs more than three and a half tons. So my cousin Darren said, I think your man might need a taco because there are vans with tacos that have been fitted at under three and a half tons. But I don't know why. Um, and um, he said, because and we, so I thought, well, no, I, I, I followed Darren's link. Hello, cousin Darren. He works for Ricardo now. He's been market trader just like me um, uh, to the uh, Vosa website, and it basically says. If your vehicle, if your total vehicle weight, because this is another weird one, and I know that when I used to have um, a seven and a half tonner, you could do seven and a half tons, but if you put a trailer on the back, you could carry like 10, 11 tons because it wasn't all on the one vehicle, it was on two vehicles. Still the same engine, still the same brakes. It's all a bit of a gray area. I'd ring those if I was you, I'd just ask them. But the long and short of it says if the total weight is over three and a half tons. So I'm thinking, oh God, he's gonna need a taco. That's gonna be a bit of a nose fitting a taco in a car or, a, or like um, a Ranger or something like that. And I thought, hang on a second. How much does a car weigh? Because it doesn't weigh as much as my van. My van must weigh just over two tons and it's bigger than a car. So I think it might weigh two, two, I think I've got a laden weight of about 
just over a thousand kilos, so probably two and a half tons on my van, and my, it's much bigger than the car. Your average car weighs 1.4 tons. So if your car weighs 1.4 tons and the car you're carrying weighs, what's it like one of the mass questions at school? The train leaves London and it's going 68 miles. I used to hate them. Um, I'm probably better on now. Yeah, I've gone off on a tangent. So if your car weighs 1.4 tons and the car you're carrying weighs 1.4 tons, that's 2.8 tons. That means as long as your trailer, which is probably aluminium with a couple of tyres on and probably doesn't weigh an awful lot, is less than 700 kilos or 700 pounds, whatever it is in a tonne, I don't know, um, you're still under three and a half tonnes. So you don't need a taco. You do, however, apparently need the relevant licence. It's another reason why I turned in my operator's licence. You need a licence now to tow a vehicle. When I used to drive a lorry when I was on the markets, and um, as the idea being I could do two markets in one, I'd go to one, unload it, then go to the next one, unload it with the staff light, go to the second one, unload it and work it, then load that one up, then go to the first one. I mean, it's like on Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays, I've got to cover two markets out of one vehicle. Um, but then they turned around to me and they said, you've got to do a test now to prove that you can drive a seven and a half tonne. And I thought... I've been driving it through London for the last 10 years through narrow streets and now you're telling me I need to take a test to prove that I can drive the vehicle I've been driving the last 10 years with no grief. So I just turned it in and got a van. Uh, what else have we got going? So yeah, the short answer is, do you need a taco to transport cars? No, not as long as you're under three and a half tonnes. All you need is like a trailer licence, which presumably you go and get like you get your CPGs for your motorbikes, you know, reversing the cones, all that kind of nonsense. What else have we got now? New questions. Uh, says Mitev, did my best there. Um, what was his question? Ah, oh, yes. What do you do about keeping a fully loaded van overnight? So, say for example, they say picking up at five o'clock, dropping off in the morning, everything you possibly can. Um, I always find if it's on your driveway, it's probably the safest thing. Also, if your van's plain, that's kind of safe. And also, if people know that 90% of the time your van overnight is going to be empty. Because you'll drop your last drop at like 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock and then go home. That's what I tend to do. I'm in a lucky situation in the fact that near where I live, um, I've got secure parking behind an electric gate and then also behind um, a lock gate and with CCTV. That said, uh, I still got my van broken into about four months ago where they nicked me phone and stuff out the front. But that was largely partly unlucky. We think the people that were in there were actually not after me. They were after the fuel out of the sky, you know, them skylift things, which also park in a secure compound where I park. And like an idiot, I unlocked it. I pressed the right button because I was terrified. I thought, they've got one of them computers. They're going to come and nick me van. Or they're going to nick all the stuff out. I'm going to put it back in. They're going to nick it again. Touch with nothing since. Also, I think because the compound in the summer, all the foliage and the brambles grow around it, so they can't get in. In the winter, it dies off and they can. So we'll have to have a word about the man in the winter. But yeah, the best you can is the long and the short of it. If you're going to stick it on your driveway, again, going back to my market days, because I used to have a fully loaded van all night and that had like 10 grand of my stock on it, you can't insure that stock because, you know, it's just not feasible. You can hire it, you can do it goods in transit. But it ain't going to get nicked in transit. It's going to nick overnight, isn't it? ain't going to break when you're driving it to the market. Um, so what you do is you can get a boot, which you can put on your wheel if you want to. This is all handy. If you don't want to nick your van as well, you can also put a steering lock on it. You can put it on your driveway, and then you can revert. You can put your car or your wife's car or your daughter's car in front of it. You can get one of the metal posts on the driveway that click up, and you can put a padlock the best you can. The only snag with all of these things is you're kind of telegraphing. In the fact that if you start putting all this stuff in the van, then people will go, I don't know, that guy's protecting that van. 
I wonder what's going on there. I think the best thing to do, you know, so we better have a look at that. I think the best thing to do, everything you can, try not to be too obvious about it. Because what they'll do in the end is they'll give up. They'll try and get in, they'll go, oh, there's one of these, there's one of these, there's one of these. Oh, we just got a nick next door. But yeah, all you can do is the best you can. I'm not trying to encourage anyone to nick anything. Just, um, yeah, best you can. Uh, what else we got coming on today? Darren Perry, we did what's in the bag. It was kind of irreverent, but there you go. Uh, a torch. I did have a torch in my bag uh, because um, you got one on your phone. But then when I did the flower job for HBC and they unload all the flowers at four o'clock in the morning out in the dark and you're trying to go like that with a phone, it's much better with a torch. Um, also makes the point, have, one, have a big torch. It's good for checking your van in the morning when you get there. And also one of them ones with a yellow flashing light on top. So if you break down, you can put it behind your van. The truth of the matter is, guys, the more kit you've got, the better. If you've got a yellow torch, fantastic. If you've got jump leads, get long jump leads. Get heavy-duty jump leads. You never know when you're going to need them. Or you might get there and someone else might. But, you know, you might get a thing and some guy's got a flat battery. You can do your good Samaritan bit. You can help and go out, like, you know. Um, all this kind of kits are all, 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 all worth having. Um, yeah, and also a tramping kit. I mean, I don't put it in my bag, but in my van at any one stage, I carry, like, a, com- a complete change of clothes. So socks, pants, um, I've got a pair of jeans in there because at the moment I'm wearing shorts and you never know, you might turn up to a site. I've turned up to sites before where they turn around and go, no shorts, particularly chemical sites. So in which case, <laughs> what are you going to do? So what you do is quickly jump in your van, no problem, mate, stick my jeans on, you're good to go. Uh, i also got two coats in there. I've got my high visibility tabard and I've got the big coat and I've also got a really long raincoat, which kind of doubles as blankets in case I'm sleeping in the van overnight. There's more kit you can buy. You can get inflatable mattresses for the back. You can get beds for the front. You can get beds for the back. You can get hammocks that you can string between the two. Um, the more kit you've got, the better. Because when you turn up, you, know, you say, for example, like when I was having a tough time when I come back off holiday and I took that Scotland job and I didn't know I was going to end up in Scotland at 10 o'clock at night. Um, still not sure it was the best thing to do. But if I'd have had a hammock, I could strung it up in the back. I might have had a better night's sleep as a result. If also I hadn't parked in a private area, I would have been woken up at three o'clock in the morning by a police lady. But there you go. You learn as you go away. Um, yeah, so any, anything I'm missing out, anything you know, anything else that's wise, give us, give us a shout. Valentini Belov did make a point. He said there are strict laws in the UK about carrying knives. Um, yeah, that's fair enough, mate. I'll be honest with you, I used to have it on my key ring. And the reason I took it off my key ring wasn't because I was going to get nicked. It was because the mechanic turned around and said, you don't want to do that. Because the weight of your knife, when it pulls down on the, uh, on the barrel, will wear your barrel out an awful lot faster. So I just keep it in my bag and I put it out when I need to, or you can keep it in the back. As I understand it, the law with carrying knives is you're allowed to carry a knife as long as you've got a good reason to carry a knife. So that the policeman is not going to walk into a butcher's and nick somebody who's standing there with a knife. Because why you can, why you got a knife, mate? I'm cutting meat with it. And when I used to be on the markets, they would say to me, well, have you got a knife? And I would go, um, you know what that was? Uh, what, what, have you got a knife? And I would go, well, I use it to open boxes. No one ever did, because I wasn't flashing it around the street. I wasn't carrying it. It used to be in my pocket. Every time the gear would turn up, I'd open the boxes, I'd throw the gear out, and I'd put it back in my pocket. So you're kind of okay, as long as you've got a good reason to be okay. But the truth of the matter is you don't even need to do it yourself. Just keep it in a box in the van. I've also got a box in the bulk of my van. It's got all kinds of stuff in. You know, oil, grease for shutters, um, spanners, all this stuff, like a mini toolkit. A drill comes in handy. You never know when you might get a job and, you, you know, can you move a bed and you've got to dismantle the bed. A drill, I'll tell you what else are really useful. Um, you get yourself, like, 
the box with the Phillips screw heads and the normal screw heads, and you also get Annam screw heads. You put them in the drill, because you've got the Annam key, you've got to do like, like an Ikea, and you've got to wind it all around. Get the drill there, that makes life an awful lot easier. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Haranda Kumar says, how much do you quote a jobs on weekends? Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? As much as you possibly can, because your odds of getting a job back are remote. Having said that, that doesn't mean they want to pay anymore. Um, be careful with jobs at weekends. I always go, it's probably not too wise to go too far afield. And if you are going to go too far afield, try to get more money out of it. If the job is going from London to Blackpool, rather than quoting them if you're in a small van at 65p a mile, tell them it's got to be near 130 a mile because you're going to come back empty. You might settle on a pound a mile. You might be lucky. You might get something on the way back. You might get something partly on the way back, but the odds are much, much smaller. Because much The jobs do happen at weekends, but they don't happen so much. Um, and Braco Buta said, uh, to, to do with van insurance, Business contract insurance or personal contract insurance? I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure what either of those things are. I would say whichever one is cheapest. They all run through the insurance anyway. So just, you know, run through the, um, the business anyway. It doesn't, it's still a business. Whether, whether you run it on personal, it's still an expense. It's a legitimate business expense. So I would say get the cheapest one you possibly can. That is relevant. Uh, right, so I'm going to do a few more, more specific videos like I used to. Like I say, bear in mind, they're just my findings of what I've been doing over the last 10, 10 months or so on the CX, um, just to try and then we'll try and focus on questions and stuff like that. In the meantime, I think that's about it for today, so I hope you're all good. Uh, have a wonderful Sunday, everybody. I might take the family to the pub, but I got a new car yesterday because I need a car to take me from my house to my secure compound where my van is parked, and the old car had basically died. I think I'd had it, for, it's a Renault Clio. I used to have a Jeep. I had one big American sort of, that Cherokee Jeep, and it, it, it had like, it said 70 pound road tax a month. It, it, it was petrol, it didn't go anywhere, but it was petrol, so it drank the petrol. Um, but it had leather seats, and it had electric windmills, and electric seats, and, and an on-trip computer, and a great big boot where I could shove all the rubbish in. And one day I thought, this is daft. You know, I'm spending all this money running this vehicle, and so I went and bought a Clio. A little silver Clio, and it's been, it didn't cost me any money. Really, I ran it for about seven years. I've hardly spent any money on it. And it was very cheap on tax and very cheap on insurance and didn't use hardly any fuel. And it was boring. It was really boring. And now I've, I've managed to get a bit of dough together. So, and it did die basically. I don't think it had any, it's kind of the MOT kind of run out. So I had the tax and so I had the brakes. So it really did have to go. Um, but I've got to buy myself a mini. Yeah, the family's always like me, so I'm now in the process of going on Amazon, buying everything I possibly can with union flags on, so that I've got union flags all over the place. I'm going to look like Austin Powers by the time this is finished. Uh, yeah, that's about the size of things, so I might take the baby in the new car. In the meantime, you go and enjoy your Sunday, hopefully, with your family or with your friends or just chilling. And back to it tomorrow. Like I say, any questions, you know where I am. Anything I've got wrong, please tell me and I'll share it with the class. And uh, in the meantime... Take care, take money.